0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org.
1: So the last time I was here, I started reflecting on exploring practicing in daily life and some of the teachings that I found, some of the practices that I found that have really supported me in daily life practice. I think I mentioned last time that um, daily life practice was the very first practice that I engaged with in Buddhism. When I met met Buddhist practice, I wasn't particularly interested in meditation, but I was very interested in understanding my mind and um, so began with a, a support of a book, a couple of books began just being curious about what happens for me in my daily life, being mindful of things in my daily life. And so that that actually was the first probably three months of my practice I did just daily life practice. And in my, um, in kind of retrospect, after I started sitting, I realized that the things I had been practicing, that I could teach them, you know, after after I became a teacher, I could teach the kinds of things that I did, what, what I did, because there was so much I learned, so much that I learned in exploring what was going on for me in my daily life. So last time, I mentioned a couple, I'll just recap a little bit here at first. I mentioned um, kind of two key pieces. One, recognizing, just kind of recognizing that moment when awareness returns. We notice this in our sitting practice. We, When we're sitting, the mind wanders off, and when mindfulness returns, there's kind of the recognition, oh, I'm back. And that, that moment when mindfulness is back, actually recognizing the awareness there, recognizing that awareness has returned. Um, that's the piece that uh, I point to for daily life. Now, it's a lot harder in daily life because Well, in the sitting practice, there's a lot of kind of reminders that we are cultivating mindfulness. We're still, often our eyes are closed. And so when we notice that our minds are wandering, with both the stillness of body and the eyes being closed, often the eyes are closed. Those kind of um, uh, experiences of how we're cultivating mindfulness remind us to recognize that that the mindfulness is back. And so we often um, will notice it more easily when the mind wanders, when we are in the sitting practice. In daily life, we lose those reminders. And so we... Um, It takes some time, actually. It takes some time to to actually begin to recognize what it's like, what it's like for mindfulness to return, because so often when mindfulness does return, it kind of gets swamped in what we've become aware of. You know, we're we're walking down the street and we hear a motorcycle, and you know, maybe we were lost in thought and we heard the motorcycle and it brings us kind of out of that world of thought But instead of noticing, oh, I've become aware, we become aware of the the motorcycle and the kind of like what that means about the situation. I need to be careful. I need to like look at what I'm doing. And we're kind of we kind of lose the um, experience of noticing that we've become aware there. And so this takes some time. It takes some time to kind of get that flavor, get that flavor of what it is for mindfulness to return. And so to support that, um, I offered last time uh, kind of choosing some projects, you know, choosing some simple things that you do during your day as a kind of a reference point for remembering and then having an intention, setting an intention to recognize when you do those things. So some simple activities that you do regularly through your day. Um, You know, it could be if if you're on the... um, A device a lot during the day. If you're on the computer a lot during the day, it could be opening and closing applications or clicking send for email or something simple like that. Just something that you do regularly during your day. It could be um, um, reaching for things. It could be opening doors. It could be standing up or sitting down. There are all kinds of things that we regularly do through our day. Um, and to kind of encourage or incline the mind to be aware when that happens, that moment when we do that activity. And as I pointed to last time, you know, setting the intention to do that and actually having it happen, two different things. Uh, It's probably not going to happen right away, but what that does happen, what what that kind of intention does uh, encourage, let's say, is to recognize at some point during the day, to recognize, oh, I've forgotten to remember about being aware with that. I've forgotten about that. And yet, that moment, so that moment, and often in my experience with this, that moment of noticing, oh, I've forgotten to be aware of that thing, often happens at some random time. You know, it's not connected with doing that thing. So if I'm If I'm, you know, connecting with standing up, for instance, uh, it may be, you know, I've been sitting for quite a while and I'm doing something on the computer and, you know, something happens, you know, I, I just become aware that I haven't remembered. It's like, I've been sitting for a while. I know I've gotten up three or four times in the last hour and I didn't remember one of them. And so, you know, that, that, um, that recognition, that moment of noticing, oh, I haven't been noticing that. That's actually when this kind of practice begins. And in that moment, what I often encourage is, first of all, to just notice in that moment, you are aware in that moment. That is a moment of recognizing that you've become aware and just notice that. Notice what it's like to be aware in that moment. I'm describing this process in some detail so that um, you you kind of don't take it personally that this is the way it happens. This is this is the way it will probably happen for pretty much everyone. So, you know, it's not a personal failing that you don't notice these things as you know that you're that you forget to notice these things or that you're not aware of them as you go through your day but at some point you'll get that moment of remembering you'll get a moment and in that moment just recognize oh this is this is where it starts this moment of mindfulness is kind of in some ways connected to that project that I had set to try to remember that that brief thing and Right now, just recognizing, I know that I'm aware. And then the next piece is to recommit to keep trying. Don't just give up in that moment. It's like, oh, I've forgotten all morning. This doesn't work, forget it. I'm not gonna, you know, just recommit. That intention, the intention to keep trying, that's really where the, the daily life practice rests so much is on intention. Intention and kindness with that intention. You know, not like it's beating yourself up or flagellating yourself for not remembering. Just, yeah, I forgot. Of course I forgot. The mind is so habituated to not remembering. So, of course I forgot. And I'm going to keep trying. Just going to keep trying. With a kindness, with a kind of a, but with a kind of a dedication or a commitment there. So just keep trying. And what I found for myself with this is over the course of some weeks, actually, it took a couple of weeks, I began noticing over the the weeks that I was noticing more often during the day that I hadn't remembered that project. I was getting more moments of mindfulness, more and more moments of mindfulness and more recognizing, oh, here I am, okay, what's it like to be aware? And in that moment, I would say a great question is what I pointed to in, um, in the guided meditation, I'm aware? How am I? Just simple, broad. Just how do I feel? You know, Am I relaxed or tense? Just really simple. And then the other piece I encouraged last time, and just want to reinforce that, is to not try to hold on to the mindfulness in that moment, but just continue with your day. Whatever's going on, the the mindfulness there, when it returns, it may last for a little while. You may notice that it does continue for a little while, and you can ride that wave of mindfulness for a little while, but you don't have to try to hold on to it. Just notice that you're aware, how am I, and get on with your day. So over the course of a couple of weeks, you may start to notice more and more moments of remembering, More, more opportunities to notice what it feels like for awareness to return in daily life. And so that the, the kind of the project helps you to have that reference point to recognize, oh, mindfulness is back. Like the, it's kind of like the structure in the sitting where you're sitting and your eyes are closed and the mindfulness returns. Oh, mindfulness is back. So it gives you a little bit of a reference point there. At some point, if you continue with this, if you continue with this kind of exploration around the project, I mean, a big it's great to keep recognizing the moments of mindfulness. You're getting a lot out of just that by noticing mindfulness return, how am I in this moment with that kindness, and then getting on with your day. At some point, though, there'll be the possibility, you may start to notice that you're actually recognizing the moment when it happens. In the question period last time, I think I spoke to this a little bit more. um, But this is the piece, this is a piece I really want to kind of elaborate on a little bit more this time. In that moment when you notice that mindfulness has returned, connected with the activity, standing up for instance, reaching, you know, in that moment, first of all, just know that mindfulness has returned and how am I? You know, so that, those, are, those are the important pieces. Um, there may also be a little bit of understanding in that moment. Not that you're trying to do this so much, but just kind of opening to what's here, how am I? We may also notice something about the why. I'm getting ready to do this thing. So the, um, this is partly why I encouraged, last time I talked about you know, picking something that you have to take action to, have to do. You, know, you have to decide you're going to do it. And this is part of the reason because there is a little bit more that we can learn about in daily life around the intentions and motivations for why we act. This is, this is really powerful to start to see in daily life. So the, um, uh, at first, when we're just noticing, oh, I, I, I'm noticing that I'm doing this thing, At first, just, you know, just kind of celebrate that. I remember the very first time I noticed I was standing up while I was standing up. It was just, that was just a celebration. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I noticed, I noticed that it's happening while it's happening. And there wasn't so much room to know, why am I standing up? You know, it was just like, wow, I am here while I'm standing up. And there was a delight there. So that was, that was worth noticing. But at some point, you, you may start to kind of be, Be more aware of, oh, I'm standing up in order to do something, go somewhere, do do something. And then even more powerful is that over the process of this practice of connecting to some activity that you're uh, intending to do, reaching or uh, standing or going through a door or something, um, you will know... You're going to do it in the split second before you do it. You will. You will notice, like you're sitting there, and it's like this is the way the mindfulness works. It it kind of, it gets attuned to, or it gets kind of, it gets very sensitive to the thing that you're kind of holding as the practice. So, standing up, for instance, Um, the 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 first couple of weeks are often just noticing that you haven't noticed that you've stood up. But then as the the mindfulness gets more and more sensitive to that activity, it like it gets closer and closer to that activity. Often the first thing that will happen uh, as it's really close to the activity is you notice right after it's happened. Oh, it just happened and I noticed it. I didn't, I didn't quite notice it, but I, I know it just happened. And then you start to notice it while it's happening. And then your mindfulness will start to let you know I'm going to do this. You will be aware that you're getting ready to stand up. You'll be aware that you're getting ready to reach or you'll be aware that you're getting ready to go through a door. So you'll, you'll know that you're going to do it before you do it. And in that moment, when you know that, that's a real opportunity to begin to, um, To notice the intention. So if you're sitting at your computer, for instance, you know, getting ready, you know, noticing, oh, I'm getting ready to stand up. Um, Why? Why are you getting ready to stand up? Now, not to say you should not stand up. I mean, it's just, but to, to recognize that in that moment, you can not only know that you're about to stand up, you can know why you're going to do that. The mindfulness can reveal that. can show us this and so perhaps there's you know you're sitting there and you've been sitting there for a while and what you have felt is pressure in your bladder and that pressure in your bladder has kind of you know created the conditions where you want to you to stand up to relieve that pressure and so that's the motivation it's pretty neutral In a way, you know, it's it's not it's not like a big like aha moment, like, oh, my gosh, I'm standing up because, you know, it's just simple. But it also points out just the conditioned nature of our experience. That experience of pressure created an intention, created a kind of a wish to relieve that pressure and then the motivation to act on that arose, which you noticed and then it's useful to go up and, and follow th- to, to get up and follow through and so you will begin to be able to see this in daily life now in these projects that i'm talking about often it's not it's not such a big deal you know it's not it's not like um, there's a lot of necessarily a lot of hindrances in there and that's actually useful to have these neutral tasks. You know, I kind of encourage you to pick something neutral. It's useful to have these neutral tasks around which to become aware of why are we doing things? And we might start to notice some subtle, um, subtle kinds of aversion or greed, subtle kinds of things going on around around these things. you know, for instance, what might, what might be happening, a, a kind of a more a revealing experience around standing up might be you're standing there for a while, you know, you're working for a while. And what's happened is that you've gotten really frustrated with what you're working on. And that frustration has created the intention to kind of say, oh, forget it, I don't want to do this anymore. And um, that has led to the intention to get up and walk away from the computer. So knowing that is useful to be aware that, oh, there's frustration arising. What's here with that? Not to say that it's not useful to take a break. And can, you know there might be a, um, a kind of a, 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 a different way that you could stand up in that moment. Instead of that standing up, be following through on frustration, there's, there could be the recognition, oh, right, there's frustration here. The mind has gotten tight tight around this task. Yes, there's uh, there's frustration there. Can there be so before you ever get up? Can there be a little bit of relaxation around this? Can I know this frustration? Can I, you know, not get pulled into it and just act out of it? And then perhaps there's some room for you know it might be that that there's room for, you know, just kind of letting the mind rest for a few moments and then continuing with the task. But it could also be letting the mind recognize that it's like, yeah, wow, I've been doing a lot of focused work for a while and the mind is tired. That's partly why I've gotten frustrated. It's time to take a break, not out of frustration, but out of recognition that the mind needs some rest. So that that kind of seeing of that intention can allow us to navigate our lives with maybe a little more skillfulness, a little more, um, wholesome intention. So that's a little bit about, about working with intention around the, um, around the, uh, that task. And as you start to get curious about that, you know, as, as it, it may begin to, to uh, um, you start to see that you can know why you're going to do things before you do them in daily life, then that experience of recognizing the intention around that particular task, we become sensitized to that too. We become kind of sensitive to recognizing, oh, I'm about to act, what's going on? So the, that kind of exploration around the intention with respect to the specific choice of reference point, that activity that I encourage, something that happens regularly through your day, it can also start to help us to recognize so much as we're going through our day. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm acting out of this you know, that I'm getting ready to do something and this is why I'm getting ready to do it. And then we have the opportunity in daily life to start to recognize, oh, these actions are being motivated by frustration, anger, confusion, you know, wanting. These actions, you know, that that there's also the possibility of um, connecting with maybe a more wholesome motivation for these actions because there are going to be mixed motivations as we go through our daily lives, we do react out of, you know, we do, we do react out of anger, confusion, frustration, wanting around things that we do need to do or that are supportive for us to do. And so there's a kind of an interesting exploration around intention when we can notice that, oh, I'm acting out of frustration a bigger when we can be aware of that, we can perhaps notice in the bigger picture. There's also perhaps some compassion or some uh, kindness for ourselves. In that's also in the mix. Uh, as that example around, um, uh, you know, the frustration that built up, getting tired working on the computer. It's like yes, there's a good reason to take a break here. Frustration does not have to be the motivation for taking the break. So when we can notice that we are motivated by some of these unskillful actions, okay, there there it is. Oh, that, that unskillful motivation, frustration or anger, confusion. Then we have a little bit of space where we might be able to, okay, is there is there a more um, wholesome reason? Is there a skillful reason why, this action is helpful. And so kind of to we, we can almost land a little more with that. And clearly recognize, yes, there's frustration. So it's an and practice. There's frustration and it's useful to take a break right now. So those, um, those kinds of explorations can, can happen in daily life. So the encouragement would be to continue with this, you know, exploration around the project, recognizing awareness around that activity regularly through the day, which can then begin to open us to exploring intention. Why are we doing things? Why are we taking actions? And this, this moment of choice before we can know, we're going to act before we act that moment of choice, that po- point is, is kind of what the Buddha pointed to as a key for our freedom. When we act habitually, when we act kind of out of our habitual conditioning or habitual motivation, we are often acting out of un- unhelpful, un- unwholesome qualities of mind. We're acting out of motivations connected with greed, aversion and delusion. But when we can know we're going to act before we act and see that, there is a little bit of choice that we have there. We may still take the action, but we also can be aware of that motivation and also possibly connect to a more wholesome motivation. Or we may be able to, it may be possible to recognize that, oh, actually that action is not necessary right now. That thing I was going to say, Hmm. don't need to say that. So the the exploration around intention, the Buddha pointed to that moment of knowing that we're going to act before we act and what is the motivation for that action as key to moving us in the direction of freedom. When we act habitually, we are cultivating the kind of, cultivating the habitual tendencies of greed, aversion, and delusion in the mind. As uh, the Buddha said, whatever we frequently ponder, whatever we frequently act out of, in effect, there, that becomes the inclination of the mind. And so seeing this choice point, beginning to recognize in daily life, oh, I'm getting ready to act, getting ready to move, getting ready to do something, we can know in that moment, perhaps, why we're going to do it. And support or bring in perhaps the more uh, wholesome reasons why to do that, acknowledging that and of, yes, there there can be some unwholesome motivation, and there is some wholesome motivation. And as we engage with the wholesome motivation there, as we connect with that, that strengthens with mindfulness. That becomes that becomes what we are cultivating, what we are engaged with, are those wholesome those wholesome qualities in the mind. So that feels like, let's see if there's any any comments or questions. I'm curious. Um, I think quite a few of you were here last time when I talked about this, and if you had any chance or remembered to play with it or practice with it, um, or any questions around um, this piece around intention, exploring that or reflections about that um, let's see if there's any comments or questions about this.
0: Ro. Hi. Um, So I wasn't here last week, so I I can't reflect on that, but while you were talking, a thought came to my mind, and um, this is something that I think I do, I, I may be fooling myself a little bit, but I think that sometimes as I go through the day, there are periods or moments where I can be aware, is this wholesome or unwholesome, and I'm but I'm not really analyzing it any more than that. I'm not like thinking is this frustration or greed. It's just kind of that sense, wholesome, unwholesome. And that, and that I might adjust what I do based on, on that. Or, you know, there's a moment where I won't go to, you know, I'll think about the news and I won't turn it on and I'll think wholesome, you know, or I will turn it on and I'll think unwholesome. How does this feel? So I'm just kind of, you know, just using those those sensations without really analyzing things beyond that. And it doesn't, I mean, I haven't really deliberately cultivated it. It seems like it just happens for me. But I'm wondering what you think of that.
1: I think that's an excellent way to practice, um, you know, the, that, that just wholesome or unwholesome it's, it's a great in daily life because, you know, that the analysis of what is this, you know, that often takes a little bit more mental effort. You know, sometimes it we can know, you know, sometimes we might know, oh, this is frustration or this is confusion or this is anger. We might know that. But there's also just the the kind of general sense. And I often feel it here in this area. You know, does the heart feel like constricted? Is there like a tension in here or does it feel at ease and relaxed? And that's a great kind of simple way to recognize, oh, this, you know, there's something unwholesome going on or there's something wholesome going on because the the feeling here in this area, it does tend to get constricted when there's something unwholesome going on. And so that's a beautiful reflection. It, you don't have to go any deeper into that. And it's it, and I often use that too. It's just really simple, you know, constriction or ease in the heart. Constriction or ease. And if there's constriction, you know, I, I usually don't in daily life go thinking, well, what is this kind of constriction? It's more like, oh, this is a warning. Okay, let's, you know, let's see. And adjust, kind of like you say, maybe adjust what I'm going to, you know, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, the the kind of adjustment you can kind of feel in here also. It's like, oh yeah, that feels a little better. You know, if I adjust, it feels a little more wholesome to do that. So that's that's a beautiful way to practice. And it, it keeps it simple. And I really think keeping it simple in daily life is so helpful. When I, When I talk about like noticing the intention You know, it sounds like something really detailed, like trying to see the intention. But really, more what I'm pointing to is that it can be seen. It can be recognized as we explore this, this kind, as we go through our day, as we explore knowing that we're going to do something before we do something, as we recognize that we know we're going to do something before we do something. It's not like we're trying to see oh, I want to see, I'm going to do something before I do something. That creates a lot of tension in the mind, actually. And so really just uh, having the intention, and this is another kind of use of intention, actually, it's like having the intention to be curious about when when mindfulness returns. And I find also that sometimes mindfulness will return when there's something unwholesome kind of tickling. You know, it's like, Oh, yeah. You know, so it's almost like a wake-up bell, a mindfulness wake-up bell, to be aware of that. And so just really simple. And not to try to look for things, but to be aware of what you're naturally aware of as we become aware. So when mindfulness returns, what are we aware of? And it's, it's almost more of a pointing to something that's useful to notice than it is something to try to do. Um, what I'm saying about the intention. And as we do start to recognize, oh, I'm getting ready to do something, just my talking about, oh, it's useful to notice what kind of, you know, what kind of intention is going on there? Is it wholesome? Is it unwholesome? And that's a really simple way to look at it, that the, the this conversation might um, kind of like land there kind of naturally and just spur the kind of curiosity of oh what why am i going to do this i know that i'm going to act why am i going to do this and is there wholesome or unwholesome and it's not so much a kind of thinking about but it's more kind of pointing to the possibility that this can happen we can be aware of that moment before acting and whether there is wholesome or unwholesome intention. And it sounds like for you that's happening pretty naturally. It, it sounds almost like the wholesome, unwholesome is, is what you're waking up with, in a way.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, I want to can I ask you a, a follow up question that goes a little bit deeper? And it, it may be too big a topic to take on.
1: Well, I mean, we can continue following. Go ahead with the question. I'll, 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 if it's too much now, I'll respond to it in another week or so after I get back from the retreat.
0: Okay. So it's um, like as you were talking about the unwholesome maybe being a mindfulness belt. I mean, one thing that I'm working with is that um, about it, for a long time, there was a trauma history that I was dealing with and opening to. And I had a very big opening to the trauma about a year ago. And, you know, it had an impact on my nervous system. And it was, it was really powerful, unconscious early tra- childhood trauma without a lot of memory. So it was all just emotions and mostly feelings and nervous system reactions that opened up. Uh, longings, things like that. But now, as I'm kind of, I think I'm past a big part of it, it, it stays with me, the sense of feeling rattled um, or feeling aversion that isn't really connected to anything that's happening now. It's, it's almost like this old trauma that's kind of echoing, little yeah. afterquakes maybe. And um, I really haven't had a chance to talk to a Dharma teacher about this, but I use the Dharma to work with it all the time. And so it's like that's in the background and I'm noticing wholesome and unwholesome on top of that. Yeah. But that's kind of there in the background a lot. And I guess I just wanted to ask whether you have any thoughts or any ideas or about that.
1: I'll say a few words uh, right now. And, um, you know, I think this will, I'll I'll cover this more at at a time when um, there's a, a topic about working with, habits and patterns from history um, as another topic around daily life practice. So I will be kind of addressing that later, but I'll, I'll just say a few words right now to kind of um, speak to this. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like, you know, the trauma history, the kind of the, the, the deeply conditioned patterns, right? This is a deeply conditioned history in your experience and um so it sounds like you've let go or there's been a lot of movement and releasing and opening around some of the more um uh the bigger aspects of that and and yet the the kind of the rattledness and the aversion i would say that's probably really really deep you know it's 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 kind of the 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 ground or the 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 kind of like almost like can i trust anything um kind of peace that happens in, in many of our, uh, in many of our lives. And so there's, it's, it's a deeper kind of conditioning in a way. And so what I'd encourage there is, you know, you say you're noticing it kind of in the background and then there's wholesome and unwholesome that are noticed on top of that every now and then you could, you know, you could be curious about or explore. It sounds like there's enough capacity in mindfulness right now to begin to explore, kind of that experience of rattledness or, a, or aversion. You know, the rattledness may not necessarily have a quality of aversion to it. It can just be like mind agitated, not knowing where to go, what to do. It's, it's almost more just, um, it's more in the, it's not necessarily about greed or aversion. It's just about not knowing where to land, not knowing what to do. It's kind of that, that space. Yes. Um, and so just kind of aware of that. You, you say that it happens a lot or is, is kind of in the background. Um, so just be curious about it. Um, you know, you, you just, just kind of knowing it's there, you might notice, okay, yeah, it's there. And then your relationship to it, like, is there a frustration about it? Is it okay that it's there? So, so if it's kind of there, just noticing the wholesome, unwholesome relationship to it. Is it if it's okay? Yeah, it's like oh yeah, I know that you're my friend. I know you. You've been there for a long time, and you know, so you just know the relationship to it there, uh, or it's like wow, there it is again. You know, ugh, I'm so tired of this. That's that's the that's a different kind of relationship. So just be aware that probably you'll go through different relationships to it, and and you know just notice that you know know that with the the unhelpful relationship you know the one again you know really sometimes sometimes we can just remind ourselves like in that moment a useful kind of reminder would be yeah again this is old conditioning yes it's not my fault it's it's yeah look at Look at the way this being was conditioned. Of course this is happening. So a reminder about the conditioned nature of that pattern can help that reactive attitude kind of come into a little bit more of an accepting or an allowing attitude. So that's one piece. The other piece is that as you kind of get curious about that pattern, you know, kind of it's there, just be curious. Is it always there? you might notice sometimes it's not there. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, just take that in when it's, oh, this is what it's like for it not to be here. That's also a really powerful tool in, in exploring this. And then just let that be the exploration for a while. It doesn't have to go anywhere. It doesn't have to do anything. The exploration itself will create conditions for something new to happen. So... Those are just a few pieces to to explore. There. Oh, that was great! Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Tom. You're still muted, Tom.
2: Okay, I am. I'm, I'm Tom. Um, yeah, daily life practice. Um, one of the acronyms that i try to use is wait w-a-i-t why am i talking and what you have said today is very helpful to um, add that piece to it um, as i start to say something uh, to think um, try to catch myself ahead of time but i find also that my biggest problem is when I meditate, and when I meditate to one of your meditations, which I listen to uh, frequently on audio dharma, and you say in those meditations as you get started, "How are you? How are you?" and uh, you know, bring a friend to listen, and what that tends to trigger in me is, "Oh, I'm, um, I'm feeling like a victim," oh. and then I. Begin to tell myself my victim story, or I'm feeling angry and I tell myself my anger story. And that, I think, is not what your intention is to tell the whole story. Oh, I'm angry because of this and that, the other thing that happened last year or 20 years ago, but to just say, okay, I'm angry and kind of stay with that feeling. But you don't quite ever say that, or at least I don't hear you say that you just stay with the feeling right now and not go into the story, which is thinking. So I'm not sure I've been clear, but that is exactly kind of what question. I
1: mean. Yes. Not to go into the story. So the how are you? I mean, it could, it could be more maybe another way to express it is is not how are you? as a, you know, in terms of, it, it's more the, the, the meeting somebody as a friend, it's more like the quality of friendship, the quality of somebody who's there just to be with you as you are, but also with friends, often we want to tell them the story. And so it's not that part. It's more the, uh, the willingness to, um, uh, to be with the feeling, you know, the willingness to like the, a friend is willing to sit with you no matter how you are. And it's that it's the, how does it feel? right now. So it, it, it's, it's, you know, how are you, how does it feel right now? It stay, it is absolutely staying with the feeling and seeing, and the piece that I talked about today was really, you know, so something difficult might be happening, feeling of being a victim that might be happening. And there's also this quality of the, the questioner, how are you? The person, the kind of the, the part of your heart that is, is asking that question, sometimes we can kind of land with that side too. So that's kind of what I pointed to in the guided meditation today is like, you know, there is the thing that's happening. It's the emphasis is not so much on the thing. It's the the recognition of that, the feeling of that, and the the possibility of feeling the, the heart that's willing to sit with that feeling, that friendliness. You might feel that part too. So it's, 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 it's both. It's staying with the feeling, not going into the story. And it's mm-hmm. sitting with the, the heart that's willing to be the friend.
2: I love that. I love that. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Tom.